0: Hello, Merry Christmas slash holidays slash December, internet folks and gentle folks. Today we've got a little treat for you. It's our little wrap up of Christmas gifts that you might consider buying for people in your life of the board game variety. Got a whole bunch of different categories here. Ooh, exciting. And the whole team giving their recommendations of the things that they think are gonna be absolutely cracking gifts. Without further ado, games that you'll play with a family. Maybe your family. Maybe not, it's not for us to judge. Rush Out is one of my favourite family games in years, mainly because it features everybody fighting against one evil wizard. It's a game where everyone's rolling dice rapidly at the same time. It's frantic, it's silly. The team of animal heroes and the team of just the wizard have decks of cards they need to get through as quickly as possible by flipping them over and then rolling the correct things on the dice, putting those dice onto the cards, and then clearing them and moving through the dungeon. It's a fabulous game with a campaign that unlocks new mechanics as you go. It is raucous, silly,
1: really recommend it. If someone you know might enjoy something that's really good in a really small box, then consider picking up a copy of Scout. This one comes with me every single time I go to the pub. We've got a review right here. Oh, delicious, delicious little box. And if it's not available because stock has been a little bit on the fritz recently, Try getting a copy of Bonanza. We just talked about it on our top 10 games that everyone should playlist, so you probably should play it. That podcast will be somewhere over here. And Bonanza, great little bean trading game, gets everyone around the table all raucous and angry about beans. Llama Land is the latest game from the person who
0: came up with Baron Park. That makes them seem like they invented the idea of bears in zoos, and I don't think Phil did that. He did a lot, but he didn't do that. This is a game of trying to make high little tetromino mountains for your llamas. you got some of that slightly bitey achievement style missions, but mainly you'll be pulling your own hair out of the fact that now you've put a llama on that hill means you can't put another tile on top of it because there's a llama there. That's how llamas work. It's not as good as Baron Park, and you might still want to get that. But it's incredibly adorable. It's wonderful to look at, and it does contain llamas, and all of those things count for quite a lot. So I think, I think it's still a a pretty great
1: gift. Another pub favourite for me is Hey That's My Fish. It sounds like a joke, but this tiny little tactical game that can be understood by literally anyone where you push penguins around a board trying to hoover up fish is actually one of my favourite games, maybe? It's simple, it's fun, it's immediate. Great little game. This is one of the most exciting things that I have played or reviewed in
0: the past few years, a family cooperative game about cracking codes that basically has you doing some homework and learning about ciphers, it has a comic book that you flip through, then there's a story, there's puzzle elements that I won't spoil that tie together the game and the comic, and the game is actually a game within a game. It's sort of like Inception for kids. I had a lot of fun with this, having pretty minimal levels of challenge with another adult, but I think if you play this with children, it's gonna blow their minds. A little bit pricey, perhaps, for a box this big, but trust me, there's some exciting stuff going on here, and it's well worth a look.
2: Fire in the Hole is probably the most family-friendly game I have ever seen. Your turn, you will play a card that will either make everyone throw a cannonball, or in some way manipulate what is going on around you. There's a bit of meanness in it, but it's always optional and you're probably just gonna have it done straight back to you anyway. These parts are plastic free. Everything is biodegradable. Pirate ship Here's a pirate ship. Oh yeah, pirate ship. Ba ba bum.
0: Recommending now a game I don't physically have, Because I've I've given it to someone else, Switch and Signal is an absolutely fantastic cooperative family game. It's just a distillation of what trains are, why they're great, and oh no, we've crashed the train again because we forgot to change that thing on the track and change the lights. It is joyfully simple, brilliantly quick to teach, and a ton of fun to play. It's so good that I just lent it to somebody who had a family and had kids. It was just like, you have this. It's great. If you like trains and you like families, check it out. If you're looking for something that you can just get on the table and immediately start having fun with lots of people, as many as you're legally allowed to fit into a room, these are the gifts that you need to buy. You don't need to. You don't have to do anything. It's your life. We've tried to bang this drum a lot. Can we just talk about monikers
3: again? Like, you know, we've talked about this game so much and we've done so many expansions for it that you probably are quite bored of hearing of it. But I think there are some of you out there who might not have bought this game. And if you haven't bought it or played it, you won't know just how good it is to play at Christmas. So, I don't actually have a copy of this, but Shut Up as a Town recently did a new box called, we did a expansion called the Nonsense Box, which is a standalone game. Um, and now we've released a new expansion called the Serious Nonsense Box. I was never sent that by the team, which, am I? am I bitter about that? No, I'm not, but you can own that game and then you'll own it and I won't. And I'll be cool with that as well. That's something I'll be completely fine with.
0: Now if the quantity of people you want to play with is a lot a lot, you can't really go wrong with Welcome 2. This is a Roll and Write that plays up to basically as many people as you can find pencils for. It's one of the original Roll and Write games that got us excited about the genre, and it's still also just probably the best one. Effectively, this is a game of trying to build a little neighbourhood by drawing lines and circling things and putting swimming pools in places where perhaps you hadn't planned to. It's immediate, it's addictive, and it is wonderful just crossing off things and writing numbers on things. If you like pencils
2: and bits of paper and the idea of planning a road, Phantom Inc. might just be a codenames beater. If you're looking to have a party where people are playing a word-and-guessing game with someone sitting in the corner and knowing more than everyone else and getting frustrated with their answers, I don't think you can find much better than Phantom Inc. Some players are ghosts, helping their team to find the same word on both teams. This is really nice, because it means anything said at the table can be part of the strategy and part of how you're playing this. The ghost communicates through knocks at points and writing on pen on a bit of paper. It's really thematically strong and simple and clever, and I have had some great parties with it. So yeah, phantom ink me up. Six Nymphs, it's a horrible name.
3: It's German for take six. It's a card game. This card game is so good. It is so fun. It is so flexible. It's basically gambling for parking spaces. Anybody can learn it. And also, interestingly, it's a card game that plays a huge variety of people. You can play this with two people all the way up to 10 people. Absolutely
0: crackers. An important one now. It's games for big nerds. I'm a big nerd, it's great.
1: If you want some really crunchy, tile-laying action, then Acropolis is one of the best in its class, a really moorish puzzle and absolutely brilliant from start to finish. And that's good, because start to finish takes about like 30 minutes. It's quick, but it's crunchy. I like it a lot. You can see me and Quinns take a look at that one in our Top 7 Hidden Gems Special. A controversial
0: one now for my fellow nerds. Dune Imperium is a game that everyone else on the team wasn't too hot on, but I thought was really very good, and it seems like the internet mostly agrees with me on that. There's an expansion for it I haven't tried yet, but I've heard good things about. But yeah, if you're still feeling that Dune love, there's a ton of different Dune games out there, and while I'm not going to say this is better than the classic Dune board game, which is massively beloved and for good reason, it's a lot lighter, a lot more fun, and really tickles that nerdy, out of your brain without being super trashy. You're gonna be building your own deck of cards and drawing up each round and trying to make the most of it, getting resources, moving things around and having little battles on a planet called June. And I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of it's just cubes and numbers. It's really good. It's a really good gift for somebody who's a sci-fi nerd. Thank you.
3: I don't have a copy of this game anymore. So uh, I've got a piece of literature from my city's local council to represent my city one of the most boring looking games of all time but by the greatest board game designer of all time ryan knitz here, um my city is a campaign game which you're going to be building out a city with tromino pieces and that's a boring theme and it, it's illustrated in a boring way and yet tom of this site and i are both in agreement it's just ludicrously fun it is so fun working your way through that mission the core game is so good it's like Similar to Tetris, but with a different tweak every time, and it's always evolving and giving you new components, and mm, 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 Don't let my city sneak you by. Also, like, it's just so cheap. My City is so cheap. It's It might be the cheapest legacy game that Shadow of the, Shut Up and the recommends.
0: Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion. It's basically a dungeon crawling campaign in a box. If you like the idea of doing some sort of big D&D thing but you don't want to have an imagination and that's fine it's it's a lot of work then this is probably the next best thing. Also, the tactical card combat in Gloomhaven and the games around it is absolutely fabulous. There's just nothing better. It's a bit slow, it will eat up huge chunks of your life, but gosh, it is just honestly one of the best things. I recommend Jaws of the Lion as a gift here now for a very good reason. Yes, you could get full fat big box Gloomhaven, but if you're not sure that you're gonna have the time or the person's gonna be super into it, this is such a great starting point. It's really a fraction of the cost of one of the bigger games, and we've got Frosthaven coming out soon. If you want to have a little taste of this to work out if it's for you or not, then this is a better option than getting one of the gigantic full-fat versions. It's really good. The characters in it are really fun. Also, it's just so cheap. For what it is, Jaws of the Lion is, is an unbelievable, unbelievable bargain. So if you've got a massive nerd in your life, then... You can't really go wrong with this.
3: The Search for Planet X is a deduction game that involves people trying to figure out where a planet is by publishing theories or maybe rushing out that research a little bit before it's cooked. This is a game that is so good. I've just got my hand on the sequel. So even though it's kind of like a black, matte, abstract sort of deductiony thing, don't let that be a reason it passes you by. If you've got someone in your life who likes deduction, I mean, Sudoku's already for dweebs, but what if Sudoku was even more dweeby? That's how I would describe such Planet X. It's just it's just great.
0: Maybe you're buying a gift for somebody who already has quite a lot of board games. Let me introduce now gifts for the seasoned collector.
1: I reviewed Watergate quite a long time ago now, but it's still fantastic. It's so fantastic that I actually sort of gave it uh, to a friend to borrow and he still hasn't given it back. So it must be a good gift if if someone just treats it like a gift. You know who you are
2: deep into and back out of the belly of a huge mechanical beast. This is a tile laying game where you're exploring essentially the cube from the film Cube. But it's not. It's a giant robot that's taken over the world and you've got to run in, shut it down, save the scientists and get out of there before the whole thing blows up. You see, as you're exploring the grid, you will find cogs and gears stuck into the walls and corners and floor, which will allow you to manipulate the grid around you. Most of the rooms have these doors that slam shut behind you. So you're going to have to work out a way to push the rooms that have already come out so that your door is next to something else. And what a lovely gift to receive, because you could just play it with anyone, uh, except for people who don't like doing weird logic puzzles and navigating mazes or are scared of tummies. Mechanical beast.
0: I've decided it is my new year's resolution for 2022. Took me a little while to, to nail it down, to just recommend Brass Birmingham whenever I can, at any opportunity. It's Brass Birmingham. It's a game of making clay and beer and coal. Comes in a box that's actually like really very small, considering it's a gigantic, huge economic puzzle. And it's just the best. I just love it. If you buy a gift for somebody who just really likes crunchy, cubey, grubby little games with trains and stuff, then it's just the best. That's it, that's my uh, recommendation.
1: Brass Birmingham. It's just the best. Mandala is just fabulous. You can take a look at that in one of Quinz's reviews where he talks about lots of lovely card games And Mandala doesn't really fit in the in the card games sphere for me. It's kind of an abstract thing, but it's really quite delightful uh, It's quite hard to get across how good it is, but, but it is. Tr- trust me You'll get Mandala and you'll have a great time.
0: I love Inish, I love Inish so much. It's, it's, uh, some people don't like it, but they're wrong. Basically, this is the game of trying to decide who's going to be the new Bren, who's going to be in charge of this lovely big land. It's kind of a war game, kind of a negotiation game, but mostly quite nice because you are all one big group of people trying to decide who's going to be in charge of things. And that means throwing passive-aggressive parties, exploring new lands, and just generally wandering off to the edges of the earth because you're fed up with everybody else. Also worth a look, if this is something you've already got in your collection, or the person you're buying for has, is the expansion Seasons of Inish. It ups the player count to five and just adds a bit of everything else new. You got new lands to explore, new god cards to use, new colours of plastic people to be, and some new systems that mix up the months a little bit. It really doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's not very exciting to talk about, but it's more Inish. And if you've played tons of Inish and you're like, oh, I really like it. But it's getting a bit thin. Boom! Seasons of finish. Is, a, is great. It's a really good expansion. It's just not very exciting to say that, alright? But sometimes we just need to say
1: the boring things. It's good. If you want sort of a big box game that you want to get, like, for maybe the person who runs your regular gaming group, it'll sit lots of people, check out Heat. We just did a review of this one, should be up on the channel round about now. A fantastic racing game and a real juicy little system. Very, very spicy. Very, very fun. Uh, fantastic game. Uh, it's a little pricier. 60 quid, maybe, for someone who who you really treasure, you know? Someone who really who really deserved it this this year. Someone who went on Santa's good list. That's heat, uh, and I think that's just my only sort of connoisseur recommendation for, for lovers of all games. Sounds a bit seedy, doesn't it?
0: A pretty crucial section in our gift guide video now. Gifts for people who say that they don't really play games. If the people you love playing games with only seem to like games when they are mean and funny and immediately silly, then the best game for that by far is Kakalakan Poker or Cockroach Poker. I don't have a copy of it here because I literally never have a copy of this game. Every time I buy this game, I take it with me somewhere, I play it with people and we have so much fun that at the end of the night I go, you know what, you keep that because it only costs about a tenner, and I know it will bring them so much joy. This is a game of lying, bluffing, convincing people you're giving them scorpions when
1: actually they flip it over, and they're grumpy frogs. Another recent favourite that I haven't actually had a chance to talk about yet would be Splendor Duel, a really tight, tiny, little, puzzly game that takes what's good about Splendor and... That's the, na- that's the noise sound of it. Getting crushed uh, into a tiny little box. Lovely components and production on this one, a real little treat. We'll probably talk about that on a podcast soon. Wavelength. Wavelength is a game we recommend an awful lot. We
0: play it an awful lot at conventions and during live shows. This is just a conversation generator. You get it out, people won't want to put it away, and people will have a really lovely time for a really long time. Plus, it's beautiful. One player is given a card with two different words on and then they get given a position on a dial which tells them where they've got to try and get people to and then by giving one clue everyone else debates exactly where on the spectrum it's going to be and rotates this beautiful chunky dial.
2: Dandelions has two to three players in a tiny little box you don't actually go into the box but the game fits in a small box. Each player will roll 11 of these lovely pastely rolly dice. Each dice can be spent to move you around a grid and if the dice that you drop off is the same number as a dice that's already there you get to bump some people over to the left or right and out of your way. That's just enough of a little bit of uh, mean-spiritedness to kind of make up for the simplicity of this puzzle. It's cute and pretty and so simple that I think just about anyone could get on with this. Possibly the perfect gift for somebody
0: who thinks they don't really like games or want to play games. Skull is tiny, it takes moments to teach and it's a game that unfolds as you play. It's basically poker without numbers. You have discs in your hand. You're trying to lie to people and trick them a little bit simply by inferring things and putting cards on the table in a slightly strange way. That's it. Just cardboard things on a table, and yeah, it might be the best game ever made. But when a game is this big, and not terribly expensive, and over and done with in about 10-15 minutes, you can't really go wrong if somebody doesn't like it it's fine it's only this big if they really hate it it's fine i'll just take it home with me
1: i can almost fit it in my pocket honorary slot here for cheese thief uh it's not available at the moment you can't seem to be getting a copy on most of the sites that i checked but when it is in stock cheese thief oh cheese thief is just great this is a really good gift uh to get someone who like might run your local blood on the clock tower night or something because it's like all of social deduction compressed into the goofiest version where you're just screaming about about cheese you can see our shucks preview for that game here it's not sponsored or anything i just really like cheese thief and that's the only footage that i think we have of cheese thief uh, other than we talked about it on a live podcast
2: over at shucks so cheese thief great not in stock if it is hoover it up Team 3 is a slightly older game and a game that I really want to recommend because I saw it at Shucks and I was just very, very, very excited by it. It's a game for three players and three players only and they are going to try and build a thing out of Tetris pieces, three-dimensional things. The card is being read by someone who is not allowed to talk, making those gestures towards another player who is allowed to talk but isn't allowed to touch the pieces. This in-betweener is trying to translate the information and give it to the builder. It's really interesting the way that you can play this in a group of three and play it in all sorts of different orientations and realise that everyone communicates differently. Oh my god, am I recommending this game because I think it might fix your relationship? No, it'll probably break it, but if you go into it with the gentle, kind heart that you probably need for your relationship, try try and do that. I think you might have a lot of fun, and you might learn something about some people that you care about. Finally this year, we have
0: something very, very special, madame. These are games that are expensive, perhaps hard to find, but if you really do want something that is going to be... (gasps) then one of these suggestions might be a good angle. This is a very silly uh, box. It's so big, in fact, that it's, it's casting a shadow on my face and blocking the microphone. Yet, yeah, Return to Dark Tower is something that is a reboot of a kind of 80s game that had a big plastic tower in the middle of the table and did silly things. Guess what? It's the same thing. But it's genuinely pretty impressive. There's a gravitas to this big plastic flashing tower that makes noises. The circular map is strangely a lot more interesting than it has any right to be. And as a lot of the game is controlled by an app that you're going to have on a little screen somewhere to the side, there's a ton of variety and the campaigns are quite fun. This isn't an incredible game, I'm going to say that. It's not the best game ever. But it is a lot of fun, and I think for families with kids of a certain age, the sort of age where it's like, oh, dark monsters, this is pretty great. It's just very expensive. But if money isn't an object and you want to get something that is legitimately pretty special, And while this isn't wonderful, I do think it is very special. If you want to get somebody something that is going to last for a long time, then... Crokinole. Crokinole. I haven't got one of these. Quinn's has got one. I'm slightly jealous. It's a big flipping wooden wheel. You flick things around and it is just the most fun imaginable. It, It makes all other table games like pool just look like boring nothing. Smooth, beautiful table with a hole in the middle where you flick little things and try and get them into the hole and knock away other people's pieces. Ooh, it is delightful. These tables, however, cost quite a lot of money. So it's, it's a bit of an investment, and if you want to get one for Christmas now, you might be too late, because I think often they just get made by people out of wood, if you can imagine such a thing. Still, though, as gifts go, it's a pretty... That's, that's very much Madame Something Special, Madame.
3: This game is like very hard to get in the UK but if you're in America this is the game to get if you want to like have someone in your life unwrap something and be like oh whoa I'm quite impressed by how good this looks damn right it looks good that's the artist Vincent Dutre if we pop it open there are boards there are boxes containing crimes there are envelopes this is the kind of game where like when you open it up and look at everything that's in it you get the sense you're just gonna have a good time. And you know what, you probably are. If you've seen this site's breathless recommendations of Sherlock Holmes Consultant Detective, this is like that, but like a little less smart and a lot less reading and a lot more fun. And also some asymmetry, because one of you gets to be like a games master who knows all the the secrets, but you can also play cooperatively. Again, just like
0: Six Dims, very flexible box. If you're looking to really treat somebody, and you want to buy something that's going to blow them away, and you know somebody who is a little bit dramatic or enjoys doing silly social game things, then Inhuman Conditions is just a remarkably great gift. It comes in this box with all manner of, frankly, unbelievable things, stamps. So you can just be stamping documents and pretending you actually work in an office trying to determine if people are robots. It's just the Voidkamp test from Blade Runner, where you do an interview with someone, They behave strangely and you have to work out if they're behaving strangely because they're strange or because they're a robot. It's a simple game. It's a lot more fun than it might sound. And yeah, gosh, it's just such a beautiful production, a beautiful object to own, ridiculously over the top. But again, a little bit pricey. And that's all the Christmas gift guide holiday time we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us this year in the most Christmassy of locations possible. Twin Peaks is the Black Lodge! Yeah, I'm between uh, homes at the moment, so I don't really have anywhere to film, so I'm in wherever this is, a different dimension. If you've enjoyed this, then please do watch some of the other videos. A lot of the games we've talked about today, we have reviewed on the channel. Chunky videos that tell you why things are exciting and fun and cool. Finally, it is coming up to our donation drive time. It's it's always awkward when we do this. So do keep your eyes on the channel. If we've given you a good recommendation here and you think, oh, that's good, I'll get that for that person, then uh, consider checking us a couple of quid in a couple of weeks. That's my shamelessness gone. For now, hope you'll have a lovely couple of weeks and get a little bit of break, if possible. That's it now, end of video, goodbye.